0: Welcome everybody to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete as Pete.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> if uh if we close out this series, I would be happy to be rid of Denver. Jamal Murray's shot making in this game.
0: Uh, dude, he was playing so, horse. It
1: so he had that the, the Jordan layup, right? Yeah. Which was probably like his third best shot of the night. Yeah. <laughs> he had one where ad was switched on to him he drove toward the baseline he planted his right foot and it was like the left baseline so the right foot's like the inside foot right so his right foot as he's drifting out of bounds to the left shooting across his body over Mm -hmm. ad from like 16 feet just bucket the left-handed shot dude drifting left (laughs) with the lefty shot i'm like dog really like I thought like, I, I'm not it, even mad. He's when, incredible, man.
0: When he made that uh left-handed shot, I thought the Lakers are gonna lose. Like that's the kind of shot that you just say, like, yeah. come
1: on. This felt like a loss the entire second half. Yeah. I'm so thrilled that we were able to pull this one out because between the injury issues and just like the mood of the game, it felt like a like a loss. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and we were able to pull it out, man. And it was just like, it, yeah, the the defensive switch with LeBron on Murray at the end was really the, really helped us pull away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a lot to talk about here with LeBron because like you said, the, de- the defense that he played on Murray helped kind of turn the tide, but the offense, the defense that he played on the Lakers offense was also just as impressive in terms of his ability to, to stop teams from scoring. Uh, So there was was a ton here to get to, and actually, that's kind of where I wanted to start. I thought, you know, I was talking to uh, Adam in yesterday's Locked on Lakers, or whether it was Locked on Lakers or Locked on Nuggets, whatever it was, and I was actually commenting on how impressed I was that Jeremy Grant was uh, playing super smart and super disciplined on LeBron, especially given the way that LeBron is shooting in the series, Man. And I thought a couple of the biggest moments of the entire game was Grant just getting too excited and getting up into LeBron on places on the court. He was he's not going to shoot from out there mm-hmm. given the way he's shooting the ball. I thought, I thought really like those kind of decided the game because the Lakers weren't really scoring in those moments. It was, it was that thing right. where they were waiting until three seconds left on the shot clock. And Hoping that something kind of goes in their favor, falls in their favor, and and in that case, Grant fell in their favor. I was
1: yelling at my TV, "Run, run, run!" Because our half-court oh, offense, we weren't getting anything yeah. right, and like LeBron got a transition layup to put us up six. I was like, yes, exactly mm-hmm. that, right? Because you're exactly right. Like we weren't getting much out of out of those. Although I liked when we went small, we had more driving lanes, right? Mm-hmm. In those and uh, but lebron has been refusing to take threes that are wide open for him and his jumper was way off as you said uh it, it, he just was not feeling and you know he had some had physical issues uh in, in his post game interview you know uh there's you know there's a lot going on in the world right now that yeah you know but it, it, his jumper was not there and uh So being able to spread the floor as we were was helpful, but yeah, like getting to the free throw line was what we needed to do. And like that foul on the sideline that Grant picked up trying to get the charge. It's just like, there's no, it's too high risk for that, but I'll Mm -hmm. take it. You know?
0: I mean, it wound up really hurting the nuggets because it cost them a timeout too. You know, like not only did Grant commit the foul, but that was, that's a timeout that it wound up not mattering that much because the Lakers and to their credit and to LeBron's credit too. I mean, LeBron isn't shooting the ball very well. Uh, goes 11 of 14 from the three point from the from the free throw line, and 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 look, I, we're seeing the conversation now. It's funny how we only seem to have the conversation about re- officiating when it's the Lakers benefiting
1: from the. Oh, ball. it's so funny! It's so, so funny. We're there saying. were so many. There were so many BS calls on Murray. Like, yeah. Murray got one on on LeBron. Got one on Caruso. Uh, toward the end, like, yeah, no, <laughs> stop it.
0: It's the weirdest thing that, like, everybody on the internet looks at things like the Zapruder film when it's, when it's the Lakers benefiting from the call, but when it's the Lakers committing said calls, which, by the way, like, I don't know how many times I have to tweet this over the course of, of uh, a single year in the playoffs, but the officiating in the NBA is a legitimate problem. Like, they cannot continue to call fouls every time somebody falls over. It's the worst thing in, in, in the entire sport, the way that this game is being officiated and like these, the court is too small for these guys. So of course they're going to fall. Of course they're going to bump into each other. They're going to bump into each other also because you have offensive players throwing themselves at defenders uh, to game the system and get to the free throw line. It's just, I hate the way that these games, like this game, these two teams are way too good for the separation in the game, basically being the Lakers made their free throws down the stretch. It sucks. It's mm-hmm. just such, it's such an awful product. It's such a terrible thing for the product.
1: We have a, we have an enforcement issue in this country and in, in many different <laughs> areas. Yes.
0: Amen. Uh, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, I want to talk about LeBron and, and whether there's anything we can think of to to get him going because this is the worst I've seen LeBron look in big moments consistently mm-hmm. with the basketball over his entire career. Uh, so we gotta we gotta have that conversation, see what we what we think the Lakers can maybe do uh, to to get him going. Because I, I just don't think you can really hope to win very many playoff games with your best player playing the way that he's playing on offense. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you in part by BuiltBar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and save 10 bucks off your next offer. We also have some exciting news on that front uh, regarding the BuiltBar partnership with the LOCKEDON Network. Uh, they have a new product coming out. Once I get more information about it, you will hear about it and we will continue to support them the way that they have continued to, uh, to support us. And again, the, the thing I always come back to is it's super easy to support them given how great a product it is. They have the best tasting, tasting protein bars on the market that you will ever have. And trust me, I have had plenty of them. Uh, They taste exactly like their flavor says it will. They're great for whatever diet you happen to be on, whether you're trying to trim down, maintain weight, bulk up, whatever it is that you might be looking forward, uh, looking, trying to do here, Built Bar is going to take care of you. So again, head on over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code On and save 10 bucks off your next offer only at BuiltBar.com. where I get kind of annoyed as an analyst because there isn't much that we can really say in order for LeBron to get going he needs to take and make jumpers off the dribble
1: (laughs) and and they're there like he's got that he's got a couple of jumpers that, that he prefers but the one is that you know a guy will play a little bit off of him he'll pick up his dribble as his bodies opposite. kind of facing toward the right, right? Then we'll square up and lean toward the left a little bit and let it fly. And that's one of that's a signature shot for him. That shot is there whenever he wants it. And he just does not feel good with his jumper right now at yeah. all. And that's why you know part of he got to the line a couple of times out of the post. And when we cleared out one side and gave him a triple threat touch from the elbow, that's an adjustment that I think we can make where LeBron can you know, be really impactful still in attacking the basket without having trust for that three ball. But it makes it harder to play Dwight. And it makes it harder to play a guy that cannot Caruso. space the floor. Sure, yeah, right. Like, the less shooting that you have out there, the the more difficult that that is. And um, and even then, like, you can have Caruso setting some pin screens, yeah. uh, and he can be impactful as a cutter. But, yeah, like, the less shooting you have around him, the the less you can, you know, can do that effectively with Braun in the high post. But that is an alternate, alternative to him shooting jumpers, but he's going to have to make jumpers. That's always been the case. I thought this was going to be something that would show up against the Clippers because they defended us in a similar way that the Nuggets have, right, and, and really sagging off of LeBron specifically. Um, and, yeah, LeBron's just going to have to make them pay. Those shots are there whenever, whenever he wants them.
0: Yeah, I, the problem is he doesn't want them. Like Mm that they're there whenever he wants, but he just doesn't want to shoot it. And, and one of the things, again, I'm, I'm a bit of a shooting nerd. This is, this was the one thing I was good at on a basketball court was actually shooting the basketball. And it's the kind of thing that I studied because like I improved my strength. It was more likely I was going to become a better shooter than it was. I was ever going to become a better athlete. And, uh, one of the things that you really pay attention to are the kind of misses that, that you're seeing. And I saw LeBron tonight miss a free throw to the right, which yeah. like most shooters, if you're missing a free throw, it's because you're short, it's because you're long. Mm-hmm. It's never to the left or to the right. And, and what that tells me is he's keeping his, his uh, offhand on the ball longer than he normally would because he's trying to aim it. He just doesn't really have much confidence in his shot. And, and even the strokes that he's putting on these jumpers, he's shooting set shots. He's, he had, I saw saw tonight where he developed a hitch for some reason. Uh, It's, it's, it's been tough to watch. I haven't seen him shoot this poorly really since his like rookie year.
1: He's struggling right now. I I think um, he took a knee to the, the thigh knee Mm -hmm. type area on a drive right and he's he was laboring a bit we saw ad's injury but lebron was laboring a bit as well so maybe that had an impact on it but yeah like it's it seems more um more mental and decision making than than anything else but we're gonna need even to close out this series like we're gonna need lebron's best you know and lebron to be able to to hit jumpers i think to close this team out
0: yeah, I, I and to win in the next round too, because like the things that the that LeBron seems to be having issues with are are smaller, quicker players guarding him. Like he gets excited when Paul Millsap, when Nikola Jokic, he doesn't really share the court too much with Mason Plumley. But when those guys are guarding him, he can get around them. But when he has smaller guards who are back or not smaller guards, but smaller players guarding him who can back off and give him some space, like that's why. I was I was laughing on my couch watching that game down the stretch because I was like, "Thank God Jeremy Grant went brain dead down the stretch of that game because I don't know I don't know that the Lakers score enough to win that thing." Yeah, uh, I, I the other thing too, especially that, with AD that, hobbled. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing too that that really helped was the way Malone was was subbing Jokic. I thought he out outthought himself. Yeah.
1: He got too cute. They gave yeah. up two critical offensive rebounds because they didn't have enough down there.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're going to sit Jokic for offense to defense, you should probably bring Plumlee in there to, mm-hmm. to, to, to play defense. So, I mean, I, I was thankful that, and this is the kind of thing that, that usually happens when you have a more experienced team in the Lakers uh, going up against a, a team like the Nuggets whose core has never been here before. Uh, that's the kind of thing that, that tends to happen you know, and, and, uh, and, and fortunately the Lakers take it, take advantage of it too. Last thing before we throw to break really quick, we got to give some credit, I think to Vogel starting Dwight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was, so you were pro starting Markeef and I thought you made a good case for it. The more I thought, oh, about I was it fine over,
1: with it. That was, yeah. we closed with that lineup. So I was perfectly happy, like with how, the, how it worked out. Yeah. I, I, I was,
0: I was, the more I thought about it, I was on board with starting Dwight. Uh, at the beginning, just because I, I think there, you get Jokic uncomfortable right from the beginning of the game, or mm-hmm. more, more uncomfortable, or less comfortable. I don't think I, I think we're, he's seen too much of Dwight to for Dwight to fully get into his head. Yeah, but yeah. But we did see Jokic pick up five fouls in that game, and and one of the things too when starting Dwight that I like is that it sets a more physical tone across. The, the across the entire roster and across the entire court to where his physicality doesn't stand out uh, as much as he only picks up two fouls in in, mm-hmm. in last night's game. Uh, his physicality doesn't stand out as much if you're seeing it right from the beginning of the game. But if Dwight is coming off, coming off the bench and the first thing he's doing is sticking an elbow in in Jokic's sternum, then yeah, you're, you're going to notice that a little bit more. So uh, I, I I I like that move, and and uh, Vogel said that that happened because they lost Game Three. It kind of makes sense. I, I you know I kind of understand what what he was doing there, uh, but I thought that was you know one of the many small things that that fell in the Lakers' favor here uh, that that winds up being the difference between tied two two and and up three one.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, the the Dwight adjustment. Um, you know, Dwight. On the offensive boards was tremendous. He has some difficulty as um, defending the perimeter, which is why I, like we didn't go back to him to mm-hmm. close out the game. But um, yeah, he was phenomenal, man. On and my concern with the second unit. My, my concern with starting Dwight was the second unit, right? Yeah. And I thought JaVale had some rough minutes for us in that. Uh, and, and so they just flipped those those two roles, right? So I wanted Dwight to start the the third, uh, I'm sorry, the beginning of the second quarter and the beginning of the fourth. Uh, they had JaVale at the beginning of the second. And then that beginning of the fourth lineup, I was I was saying a little prayer, man, because we didn't go big just there. That that just was that through. lineup that was getting crushed, right? Yeah. Um, and... They were able to to hold their own because of huge minutes from Rondo. Rondo yeah. gave us great minutes at the right time. He had been he's been up and down in this series, right? He, uh, but in this game, like it wasn't just that he played well; it was when he played well, and that allowed us to not play JaVale and allowed us to go small for the entire fourth quarter and hold on and space the floor more effectively and more importantly, defend Denver better than we had. And that's why we didn't go back to Dwight down the stretch of that. But starting him on Jokic and picking up those fouls and all that, it worked out perfectly. It was, I was more concerned about that second unit and we were able to pull through, you know, the first half was a little rough, but the second half, you know, because of uh, some timely play by Rondo.
0: Yep. Let's take, uh, timely is, is a great way to put that. He had big plays and big moments. I, I, I still wasn't thrilled with what I saw as a whole from Rondo, but he, he made the plays that you have to make when you, when you make them. Let's take a quick second here, and when we come back, uh, we will finish up with, with the last few things that we see from this. Look ahead to game uh, five uh, over the weekend, and, uh, and then send you off on your weekend with, with, uh, with some positivity. So, a trend is starting to pop up on the others in this series um and I'm interested in 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 your thoughts on on my theory here. I feel like there are players who like we talked about uh n b a two k them figuring out a rating for like about the Sidness. remember that like
1: uh-huh. like, yeah. <laughs>
0: And and I feel like this is one of those series that really highlights it when a player isn't about this is is not kind of ready for the moment. And you look on on the Lakers side, Kuzma looks completely lost. Uh, you look on Danny Green, even you know hasn't particularly shown. Uh, Caruso is 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 doing fine defensively, but. I think he's kind of losing confidence over the course of the series on on offense. You look on Denver's side and Torrey Craig. Like I was cheering for every time I could possibly see Torrey Craig come onto onto the court. He finishes a minus seventeen, worse than the game, uh, and 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 so on and so forth down down the line there. And and I you know again, this isn't the kind of thing. Just like we talked about with LeBron James, while you sit there and you say like what adjustments can be made so that LeBron is more comfortable shooting jumpers. The adjustment is LeBron shoots more jumpers, more confidently. Uh, yeah. The adjustment here for, for Kyle Kuzma looking more confident and Danny green, uh, looking a little bit more confident out there. I'm not sure that they really exist other than while those guys are on the court, it makes it even more important that the Lakers get out and run. Cause to me, that's where you, that's where yeah. you develop confidence on a basketball court.
1: And that makes the our defensive rotations all the more important, right? Because we're going to be running if we're making our the correct rotations. Although it's the more I watch this series, the more I'm like, wow, Denver is about as well equipped to counter our defense as anybody, just because of how, yeah. because of Murray's shot making and because of the facilitation by Jokic at the top of the key. And Jeremy um, Grant
0: turning into Ray Allen.
1: Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. they're But yeah, they've got five guys on the floor most periods of the time that can make an open three. And so that's, yeah, that's spread us out in a way that it makes us, you know, we talked a lot about the Lakers' ability to cover distance. I'd like to see us in the minutes where Marie is not with Jokic I'd like to see us blitzing Murray a little more and we did Mm -hmm. that a little bit but I want to see us taking the first pass away meaning that like that that pop guy there was one play with Millsap where he did this and then he drove and AD stepped up and he dropped it off to Grant for a dunk I want to see us take that easy pass that one pass away away make Murray throw a skip pass over a blitz across the court right and and Mm -hmm. have you know your your guys playing free safety um so, yeah, those are uh, – but that's something that Denver is about as well-equipped as anybody to compete with us. So, we've got to really get out on the run in transition because of the difficulties there. Half-court – it's funny. We're talking like we're down 3-1 in this series. dude. Denver's very impressive, man. You got like a crazy it, stat? What's that?
0: To this point in the in the series, is we're now game, four games through. Lakers and Nuggets are – this is by uh, um, Matt Moore on, on Twitter – he says the Lakers and Nuggets are tied 325 to 325 since game
1: one. Since game one? Since game one. Oh, that's a, that's a convenient game to leave out.
0: Well, sure, but still, like the, you know, I, I'm talking about, like, if you're talking about, like, how evenly the, the teams have played since the Lakers have looked better. Like, it's not much separating these two teams. This is the, again, yeah. I've already ranted about the way that the Lakers or, or the, the way that the Nuggets have been presented uh overall, but I, I I feel like we can fairly certainly say, very certainly see, honestly, that the Nuggets are the second best team in the West. It's not the yeah. Clippers. It's it's no. it's like this is these are the right two teams that should have been should have met in the Western Conference finals. You don't beat a team
1: four times out of seven if you're not better than them. Yeah like no matter what the what you thought was going to be true. It's not the NFL where you lose one playoff game and you go home. Like they got they had four chances out of 7 to show they were better than the Nuggets and they weren't. The Nuggets mm-hmm. are really freaking good, man.
0: Yeah. I I I could not possibly be more impressed by this team. I yeah. I really 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 like the way that the Nuggets are put together uh and, and and am going to not miss them at all if the Lakers send them home <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah. What are the chances that you see that happening?
1: That we send them home over game the weekend? Five? Game five is going to be tough. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver picked up Game five after watching how this has gone. Um, I don't know how good does AD feel. How good does LeBron feel physically? Uh, th- that'll go a long way into it. Uh, I'm gonna stay with my prediction of Lakers in five. But I'm very impressed by Denver. Wouldn't be surprised at all if they if they won it. They're not going to give up. We certainly know that.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I agree. And and again, like one of the things that we talked about heading into this series was that. LeBron especially really saw the need to finish the series off as quickly as possible, just in case the Clippers, as we thought previously was, was going to get extended and then the Lakers could get some extra rest heading into the finals. Given how many bumps and bruises the Lakers have, I keep saying this. I thought tonight was going to be the special LeBron James game. We didn't get it. Uh, I, I, I still feel like game five, to put the team, to end all of the 3-1 comeback talk, like just, just end it as quickly as possible. I feel like LeBron does that. Because like the thing that needs to be kept in mind with Celtics Heat is that like that, that series has been insanely close and, and, and Miami has just pulled out games uh, down the stretch. If Boston comes out and, and plays really well, the lakers can get some extra rest there and and i think in this bubble where you're playing every other night and you don't have any like it, it's so important here for the lakers the older team than than the other teams playing in in the playoffs it's so much more important for them to get any extra rest they can possibly get and i think yeah. because of that the lakers really come out and and win in game 5 that said this is the most resilient team in the league man like how many times could that game have been over even tonight and and, and Denver came back and, and made a game out of it? So uh, I, I think they win on, what is it, Saturday?
1: Saturday, yeah. Uh,
0: but, and and I think not winning would be a major mistake because what you don't want is any kind of confidence to creep back into Denver's heads here. Yeah. You, you, you do not want any kind of a, a confident Denver team uh, moving moving forward in this series uh, last quick thing before we go is there a way to get Anthony Davis more rebounds like what's what have you seen that leads him to to his rebounding totals is it his approach to rebounding is it where he's positioned on the court because he isn't guarding Jokic like he's playing this kind of free safety which you would think would allow him to to be closer to the rim and 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 impact the game in that way but
1: what what have you seen what's going on there he's on the perimeter a lot i thought his rebounding was much more problematic in game 3 than it was in this one even yeah. though it was two rebounds versus one right in that um, in this game it was dwight cleaning up those boards right and 80s defending the perimeter a ton right and, and those switches on murray those are he's contesting a lot of shots on the perimeter which is good and that means that he's you know out of position for a lot of those he's not on the weak side for a lot of the the threes mm. so he could be which is when you can drop down for those it's also like when those shots go up with Dwight back there you want AD leaking out you want him rim running so I was very much like we need you know AD AD missed some rebounding opportunities in game three and this one I didn't think that was as much of an issue
0: yeah I thought he did a lot better job in this one of making his trips to the line a little bit more organic. Like it, it felt more natural. It didn't feel like in game three, it was maddening watching him kind of throw himself into situations and hoping that he would get the call there. Uh, I thought, I thought in, in here in game four, that was significantly better. Uh, and, and, and I like everybody keeps talking about how Jokic figures out the guys that he's playing against more and more and more over the course of the game. Cause he's more cerebral Uh, than, than AD. And I think some of that is obviously true, but the idea that AD isn't also putting some data in the back of his mind in, in how and when to attack certain players is pretty crazy. You know, I, I, it's pretty insane to me. I think he keeps getting better over the course of the game. And, and it also needs to be stated. He's the guy I wanted to catch the ball on that inbounds play. Like it's pretty cool to have reached a point with ad where you say nope he's the guy i trust the most to go up to step up and make those two free throws so there's value in that uh and 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 there's i i'm sorry i don't have the the normal energy one would probably expect being up 3-1 in the western conference finals being one win away from the championship but this game was exhausting like i've been watching a lot of old disney movies with avery like, she loves, for some reason, the old, old, old version of Robin Hood with, like, the the fox, where Robin Hood is a fox. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fantastic movie. I really like that movie. But we also started watching The Jungle Book. And you know that scene where Mowgli is just kind of, like, holding on to the tiger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And he's just, like, I, the teeth are on the other end. I'm not, I'm not trying to go over there. That's how this game felt. Like, it, it felt like just the Lakers were just holding on, come on, clock, run out. Come on, clock, run out. Let's get out of this. Yeah, Please, yeah. for the love of God, why is time moving so slowly?
1: Yeah, it felt like I'm we survived. So this. exhausted at the end of it. Shout out to KCP, by the way. We'd be remiss yes. if we didn't bring up he was he was huge in this game. Five of uh,
0: twelve from the field, three of nine from three point range, a plus four on on the night, and the only guy who, when he catches the ball, I feel confident in him raising up from three point <laughs> range. Yeah, <laughs> Danny. If you're you're not listening there's no chance whatsoever you're listening but please for the love of god earn your 15 million or whatever you're making this year please it's killing me also last note i i I, again shooting note have you noticed uh kuz's base on his jumper his narrow
1: yeah and well it's it's varying greatly right and yeah he's he's pushing the ball um and yeah, the the base on his jumper is different every time. Yeah, he's he's going through it right now. Hope he hope he
0: snaps out of it. You know, the Lakers winning despite guys like this have you know not getting it going makes me pretty excited about how things. And LeBron can't go shoot. To them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like he like LeBron not being able not being like he only shot three three pointers. He seemed to really make a concerted effort tonight of getting to the rim. Uh, and, and after all the free throw talk uh, over the last 24 hours, which by the way, I don't understand why LeBron doing the exact thing that Phil Jackson used to do that Greg Popovich used to do Steve Kerr, Mike D'Antoni, Rick Carlisle, any coach who has ever gone deep into the playoffs multiple times will complain about fouls to get their team an advantage in the next game. That has always happened. Why is it that when it leaks that LeBron is concerned about those things or the Lakers, it wasn't even LeBron specifically, when the Lakers are concerned about that thing, now it's the kind of thing that we have to poke fun at. Like, what? Come on, guys. Yeah. Let's not make it so obvious. I understand you don't like the Lakers, but
1: come on. Yeah, it's, I mean, we've shot the same amount of free throws that they have. We're way bigger than them and attack the rim way more than they do. It's yeah. I, like some of the the selective vision with the complaining about the refs. Just I just shake my head, man. Like some of the no calls, some of the the foul calls that I don't know, man. Like it's people seeing what they want to see, and you know, <laughs> I'll put shut it shut up way. and play ball. Like I'll, that,
0: yeah, I'll I'll put it this way: which of the two teams do you think would most open? hey let's just get rid of the, va- the the referees then and just play basketball, yeah, yeah, exactly, like the Lakers don't need the extra calls, the extra yeah. calls are <laughs> like the extra calls have have or, or the lack of the extra calls have have helped Denver much more than the Lakers need the extra help there uh, so so yeah that's that's where I find myself on this on this stupid conversation this This series has been way too good for the focus to be at all on the referees. We're just doing it wrong. The, the people online are doing it wrong. Yep. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast. and this week's episodes of the Locked On Lakers podcast, uh, I'm debating if the Lakers close things out on Saturday uh, and 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 you know stamp their ticket to the NBA Finals. I, I might hop on here and and do an emergency show just to celebrate the occasion. Hopefully we get to do that. I think it'd be fun. Uh, But for now, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We will talk to you, hopefully on Saturday. And if not, then on